Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program. You have a warning. In this episode, we're looking at government whistleblowers. That's correct. Government whistleblowers, or perhaps we should say potential government whistleblowers, specifically talking about their experiences with UFOs. Now, this article came to us today, actually November 23rd, 2022, written by Michelle Bash. Title says, Government employees who are UFO witnesses may soon break their silence. And you can find this on WTOP.com. Now, they got a picture there of some people from the Virginia MUFON network, because, of course, that's where Washington, D.C. is located at. It begins by saying more U.S. military and government officials with knowledge of or experience with UFOs are expected to come out of the shadows soon. That's because the annual defense authorization bill will likely include language allowing current and government employees and federal contractors to share what they know about UFOs, or what the federal government prefers to call unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAPs, without fear of reprisal. Now, that's a very hopeful statement, and it would be nice if this uh, author was correct about this, but a lot of us don't have that much hope for this new defense authorization bill doing much as far as UFO disclosure is concerned. It's already been postponed, uh, put back, put back, put back, but apparently they're thinking that maybe there'll be a few lines in there where the defense workers will finally be allowed to come out and come forward and talk about UFO experiences and sightings that they've had while on the job working for the Defense Department. It says the provision is included in the House version of the National Defense Authorization Act for next fiscal year that was approved in July. Now, of course, this article is written today, but the author seems to be forgetting that this was written under the Democrat House. Now, the House has recently shifted to the Republican side, so whether or not that makes any difference, we'll have to see. But it seems like no matter who we have in office, disclosure is never part of the agenda. It says the Senate has not approved its own version. Of course, the Senate will still be controlled by the Democrats. So this might give both sides cover room to once again deny the American public uh, disclosure and knowledge of the UFO phenomena. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, who's vying to become the next House Speaker, said last week he'd like to delay passage of the bill until next year when his Republican Party takes control of the chamber. Of course, that would be in January, and likely this something like that would happen. UFO investigator and author Richard Lang said he's in touch with people who have knowledge about the phenomena that they want to share when the time is right. Well, if the time's not right now, when will the time be right? Quote, if that language survives Congress and ends up being part of the act, then these guys are saying they're going to start talking about stuff that's happened, Lang said. A lot of them are going to start talking. Susan Switek is the state director of the Virginia chapter of the Mutual UFO Network, or MUFON, the world's largest and oldest civilian UFO investigating organization. 
She said the proposed ban on reprisals is just one of several encouraging signs in recent years that the government is becoming more transparent without discussing and investigating mysterious objects seen in our skies. Okay, that, you know, I suppose people need a reason to hope. But let's be honest, that's more of this uh, childlike behavior where we as people that are curious about the UFO phenomena are supposed to uh, sit at the feet of Big Daddy government and beg for a few crumbs. Now, I'm sure that some of these folks have some interesting uh, experiences they could share. I'm also sure that some of them would probably uh, very much enjoy profiting uh, with large bonuses for appearing on the History Channel, uh, appearing with Tom DeLong, uh, the list goes on. We've seen what happens sometimes when you bring these people through that uh, revolving door of uh, government, government contractors, UFO symposiums, say. It's almost just become a third career for a lot of these people. They, they go to work for the government, they spend 10, 15, 20 years working there, they get access uh, to some inside knowledge, they move over into a government contractor position where they're not, uh, they're, they're not subjected to any kind of FOIA request, and then they move directly out of there into the, uh, in, into the entertainment industry, so to speak. They can show up at UFO symposiums, they can be paid you know, big fees for speaking, they can go on documentaries, uh, they become referred to as a local expert. All the time, people are forgetting that a lot of these folks are still connected to the intelligence committees. And, and as I said before, <clears throat> excuse me, even Tom DeLonge talking about Louis Elizondo, having to go back in every few weeks and take a polygraph test to make sure that he hadn't that he hadn't misspoken any time and released any classified information. It's almost like belonging belonging to one of these you know one percent uh, motorcycle gangs or the mafia. I mean, it's, it's sort of blood in, blood out. You know, you, you, you get into the organization, but are you ever really truly free from it? It goes on and says, A lot of different people are coming at this from different angles in the government and in the military complex, and it's all good, Switek said. Her hope? Get some fresh air on the thing and the power of the bright sanitizing light of day, and maybe get some of this stuff more out in the open, she said. Lang and Switek spoke earlier this month at the annual... Mysteries of Space and Sky UFO Conference in Grambles, Maryland. There have been numerous developments in the last five years indicating the subject of UFOs is being taken more seriously by government, the media, and public. And that pretty much concludes that article. So that's one way of doing things. You can look at the government, uh, let them parcel out uh, little reports here and there. I don't think it's going to happen. We just talked about this a couple podcasts ago. Think about NASA. Two million pictures of the moon, high-resolution stuff, okay, but you can't see them. And they're trying to tell you that, well, we've only looked at a handful of them. Well, why did you collect all this data if you're never going to examine it? So that's, that's one way of examining the UFO phenomena, is, is letting the authority figure, the government, whoever, uh, go out and collect their data, and then have them interpret, for, interpret it for you, and you sit there like some sort of illiterate as they explain things to you in childlike terms. Another way to attack this problem, which I think is so much better because we have the internet now, is to crowdsource the information. And if the government wants to participate, well, that's okay. We'll take a look at their stuff. But if they don't want to participate, 
maybe it's even better. People, the average person can continue, and it started to somewhat, but if the average person would just get their cell phone out and try to uh, video, get photographic evidence of every single UFO encounter they have, even if the quality is not that good, post it on Twitter, post it on whatever social media you can get your hands on, and then we can begin to uh, analyze this data from the crowd. As they say, we can, as one of my favorite uh, YouTubers says, we can crowdsource the truth. We can crowdsource the truth about UFOs. I firmly believe that, that if we share the data in a public form, let the public take a look at it, and then we can decide for ourselves what we're looking at. We can construct our own hypothesis. We can make up our own minds. We don't need the government to tell us that these things are real. Anybody that's seen one knows they're real. Now, what they are, no, I don't think most of us know what they are, but we can come up with our own conclusions or our own suspicions. We may not have proof, but we'll have evidence. Now, here's another article. I think it goes right along with this, and I find this interesting. This does give me a little bit of hope, and it's from NewsNationNow.com, written by J.J. Uh, Butlock. This came out October 20th, 2022, and the article's been circulating around the Internet a little bit. title says, Congressman says government engaged in UFO cover-up. Now, there's a little video that goes along with this, and if you go to newsnationnow.com, you can watch the video. Pretty interesting. It says, in May, the House Intelligence Subcommittee held its first congressional hearing on UFOs in nearly 50 years, just months after the Pentagon promised it would investigate UFO sightings more seriously. Did we see that? I don't think so. All of that came after the New York Times published cockpit footage from a Navy pilot who encountered a UFO, or unidentified aerial phenomena, as they are formally called, in the air. The Pentagon then said it would make more UAP footage public. Now, they just kind of gloss over that in the sentence, but let's, let's talk about this. I know I've complained about this a million times in the podcast, but let's just be honest about what happened. The New York Times published this footage, but where did the New York Times get it from? Well, it turns out that it was one of DeLong's guys, whether it was Mellon or... Uh, Elizondo, not sure, but one of the one of those guys, and I think Mellon even admitted this, but you can look it up online. But one of the one of the DeLong crew, uh, allegedly, reportedly, we suspect, picked up a brown paper bag with some videos in it from an unnamed individual in the parking lot. Now a lot of us think that it was Elizondo picking it up from Mellon. I think Mellon might even have said that somewhere. Um, we've done a podcast on it. I guess it's not even important which characters did it, but it was all part of that cabal of uh, the DeLong crew, say. And he's connected by his own admission with military, deep state, whatnot. So there you have it. You have this crossover, this hybrid between the, the intelligence community, or quite frankly, most of us think of as the deep state, this crossover between them and this private group, you know, you know, laughingly enough, uh, you know, a 40-year-old former rock star, a bunch of his hangers-ons, and all of his connections that he supposedly has rounded up over the last couple of years uh, throughout the intelligence community, military, science community, etc. Exact opposite of crowdsourcing. Elites. Elites in the intelligence community, elites in the entertainment industry, elites in the scientific community, and instead of this video being uh, posted online, the way NASA does some of their stuff at least, instead of this video being released in a public form 
everybody had an equal opportunity to view it, analyze it, look at it, talk about it. This video was allegedly handed off in a Pentagon parking lot in a paper bag from one of the soon-to-be former Deep State employees to a current employee of this, uh, to the Academy of Stars, blah, 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 and then released to the New York Times. This convoluted, opaque chain of custody me. From the Deep State to a, an entertainment player to the media, the mainline media. So do you see the small, incestuous group that's formed around all the knowledge that we have about the UFO phenomena? This couple dozen people in the intelligence community at the very top, a couple dozen people in mainline media, a couple dozen people in this UFO entertainment uh, contraption that DeLong's put together. I mean, you have less than 100 people controlling what the whole world knows or thinks they know about the UFO phenomena. That's not acceptable, okay? That's not acceptable to have so few people monopolizing so much knowledge. This is why I keep saying that we have to crowdsource this stuff. We have to find our own material. We pe People are, are videotaping these things all the time. We have to share experiences online. We don't need the government. We can come up with our own conclusions. We can analyze our own data. Okay, I'm off the track a little bit, but, but back to the article. It says, but the government has still not released any finding as to what the objects were or if they have any information or hunch that all the objects may have origins outside the Earth. Representative Tim Burchard, Republican Tennessee, boy, if this guy keeps going, he's going to be my new hero, however believes the government does have more information than it is telling the public. Quote, I think it's the biggest cover-up we have ever seen, Burchard said Thursday on News Nations on the balance with Leland Vitterit. The Intelligence Com Committee reviewed it, and I was asked afterwards what I thought about it, and I said, we got hosed. The American public did. Wow. You know, if Donald Trump hasn't done anything else, and I think he made some mistakes, and I think he did some things right, but I think he did show that people can talk frankly and openly with the American public, and the American public is adult enough to take it. Now, some people said he was coarse, he used bad language, but just like this guy here, could you have imagined anybody pre-Trump talking that way? The Intelligence Committee reviewed it, and I was asked afterwards what I thought about it, and I said, we got hosed. The American public did. Yes, I, I have to agree with the representative. He goes on and says, Bertrand said there is information not being disclosed, and he says this confidently, claiming he has talked to multiple Navy pilots who have encountered objects while flying that they have absolutely no explanation for. Something Butcher says is absolutely a security risk. Well, it's not just a security risk. It's a risk to our freedom as American citizens because we're being denied access to information and knowledge that we should have. He says, if we have something in our military air zone that we do not control, that government, we'd better be concerned, Bertrand said. And of course the question is, is it the Russians? Well, if it was the Russians, you know, Putin's ego, he would land one of the UFOs on the White House lawn. 
and get out bare-chested, riding a unicorn, punch the president in the mouth, and get back on it and fly back. Yeah, and he's being a little facetious, but I think he's right. Do you think that the Russians would have been bogged down for six, seven months in Ukraine, losing tens of thousands of young men? If they had this kind of technology at their, at their disposal, do you think Taiwan would be a free country, a free anything, if, if, if uh, you know, Mr. Pooh over there had access to this kind of stuff? I don't. Bertrand said the only explanations are one of two things. Either we have captured something and we are reverse engineering it, which some Navy pilots I have talked to think that is from the so-called skunk works, Bertrand said, or it's something from outer space. He's left out one other possibility. Could be interdimensional. Now, you think about the most advanced thing they probably have done through Skunk Works being the stealth uh, fighters and bombers. We know that stuff operates at a high level of physics. And they talked about having to bring in those guys that were that were that that had master's degrees and PhDs in physics and get them up to speed on the math so they could build those machines and even now when they're ending the, the, the end of their lifespans and they need repair and rebuilt they're having trouble finding people that tech that possess the math skills and the technological skills to come in and repair those birds so we understand there is high levels of uh, secret technology but the stuff that people are viewing in these orbs these things that that these shapeshifters, the way they change, the things they do, the speeds that they fly at, that there are things that don't even conform to the laws of physics as we know them. And there are things that don't even conform to the laws of physics as we can imagine them. They're not just at the next level, like say the stealth fighter is. They're they're at the next they're at the next page. I mean, it's it's beyond our capacity to understand, let alone reverse engineer. And it's and on the subject of reverse engineering, a lot of people say, well, maybe they've captured these things from aliens, and now they've begun to fly them. Even the Bob Lazar talks about this. But I have to tell you, I wonder about that, because as I heard one guy say, it would be as if a um, nuclear submarine showed up uh, abandoned on the... Uh, on, on the beach on a desert island uh, where, you know, uh, a couple thousand uh, natives lived at. They were living in the Stone Age, say. We would have as much chance to reverse engineer one of those spaceships as those natives would have who had never seen metal before would have of reverse engineering a nuclear submarine because the math involved is so far beyond what they know. Okay, the scientific expertise is so far beyond what they would know. And, and likewise, you might drop a uh, electrical engineer on that on that desert island, and he may have a hard time surviving uh, long enough hunting and fishing uh, to get himself established. It's the skill set. But I I find it hard to imagine that we've actually captured these craft. Of, of at least any of any kind of complexity and been able to reverse engineer those things. And if we had reverse engineered them, in the same way that I suspect that Putin or Xi would not have uh, been able to, 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 to have these things in their possession without using them, I feel the same way about our own government, our own deep state. 
How long did we have the atomic bomb in our possession before we used it? I don't know, a couple of weeks? Honestly, I can't imagine that the people... The people that really run things. I'm not, I'm not talking about the folks we elect, but I'm talking about those bureaucrats that are entrenched in these agencies for decades. Okay, that whole parallel, parallel universe that operates alongside the one that you and I live in. I have a hard time that those people, if they had access to those kinds of machines readily available to themselves, that they wouldn't have used them already. Now, this article goes on here. And, and finishes up with with that sentence there. It says, "Literally, if it was literally if it was one of our pilots, in one of those aircraft, I mean, they would be basically a ketchup packet." Burke had said, "They could not stand the g-force these things are doing. These aren't putting off any heat sensors or anything. There's no friction. So imagine that. These things are traveling at these kinds of super high speeds, and the the." G-forces are so intense at those speeds and the maneuvers that these things are making, if there was a human inside, they would literally have been liquefied. Think about that. If those UFOs had a human pilot inside and that craft was using the same technology and the same and, and was confined to the laws of physics the way that our aircraft were, that poor, that poor guy would be liquefied just from the turns and the accelerations and the slowdowns. Those G-forces are that high. So when you see these Tic Tacs and Gimbals, they're doing things that not only are we not capable of building a machine that can do that, but they're being flown in ways that you could not put a man, or for that matter a monkey or a dog, inside that craft and have that thing be anything but a bag full of liquefied goo when you got done with it. That's how advanced they are. So whether or not we'll hear from uh, you know, government employees talking about their experiences in the near future, I don't know. It would be great. I have my doubts. But I am very, very pleased to see at least one representative, you know, this, this fellow here from uh, Kentucky, uh, Mr. Burchard, uh, set up and say, listen, Something's going on, and we need to have a conversation about it because that's where disclosure starts. It starts with the conversation. And if the government won't have the conversation with us, then we at least need to have it among ourselves. Be sure to leave your comments, post your videos, or send messages over to YouTube. This is something that we can all talk about, we can all be aware of, and together we can create our own disclosure. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.